season, third episode of Choice, My Experience Building Relationship with God. This is part three of Talking with God. How I learned to pray. Not only how did I learn to pray, but when did I realize I was actually talking with God? (laughs) The creator of the universe, the creator of the earth, of all that is above the earth, below the earth, beneath the earth, the creator of man, the creator of all things, the most holy, only one, eternal, living God who never slumbers or sleeps, the protector of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God, wow. (laughs) It was so many years ago. One of the pastors in what I call what used to be my home church, the one that I, I talked about in much earlier episodes that God had brought me to through situations and circumstances using people. I had been there for about five years, and um, I had started journaling after being there about three years. And it was it was God by his Holy Spirit that taught me how to start to journal my time with him. And I had been doing this, like I said, about three years and boy we had some extraordinary teachers at my what used to be my home church, the church that I was at for over 30 years. Wow. The pastor that taught us, he was, you knew that was his gifting because all he did was search out the Word of God and research the Word of God and study the Word of God and memorize the Word of God. I mean, he was about God's Word. And... One day I ran into him as he was passing me in in the one of the hallways and I had explained to him with excitement how you know I had been journaling and and I forgot exactly what I said to him about my journaling and that I was writing down what I sensed a response was, and like I said, I can't remember how I phrased it to him. And he says, yeah, okay, well, that's God. And I said, what? I, and he said, <laughs> he kind of had this look of amazement on his face. He says, you're, you're talking with God. Those responses that you've been writing down from your spirit, It's like, you're talking with God. And I'm like, no. 
What? God's talking with me? Whoa, no. And I took off running and I ran out the back door of the church building. And one of the elders was in the in the parking lot. And I came flying out the back door and I was just saying, I'm talking with God. I'm talking with God. Oh, hallelujah. And I was running around. Hands up in the air, flailing, and I'm running around in excitement, running around the parking lot in circles. And the elder just started cracking up. He's like, Misty, what's going on? I just found out that God's talking with me. I'm talking with God. It's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'll never forget that day. It, it was so incredible to me. Wow. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, that that was really incredible. <laughs> and um I eventually like calmed down shortly after that and um <laughs> wow. <laughs> so anyway, how I learned to pray. I also explained how God showed me this extraordinary, very tall, statuesque woman, um, when I had first started going to the church he had led me to through situation, circumstances, using people. Using people. And, and I had walked up to her, and I told her about my mother, my, my natural-born mother, and how she was tall and statuesque, looking like she was, and and then I just looked at her and I said, would you be my mother? And she opened her arms to draw me close and hug me. And she said, yes. Without hesitation, she said, yes. I will be your mother. And it, and it, it was like, it was like by faith, I, I, how she said yes. And, it was just in that moment that he just, she literally, it's like spiritually, she became my mother. She really did. And um, my mother, my spiritual mother, she was a person that prays a lot. And she prays for other people. And so literally, like, Pretty much whatever she did, you know, when she was at church. or And we'd talk when we were not in church. We'd talk with each other. And, and I was a youngin' in the Lord. And she had been in the Lord for a while. And so I, I believe it was her who suggested that I just come to intercessory prayer with her. And so I did. And intercessory prayer at our at, at my initial church was at, uh, started at 9 a.m. on Saturday, every Saturday morning, with certain exceptions. Um, if there's a really bad storm or, or whatever. But usually every Saturday morning, 9 a.m., the group of women that came there, and sometimes guys too, would come to the church and pray 
in the, in the fellowship hall or up in the sanctuary. And wow, I can honestly say that's where I learned to pray is being in our intercessory prayer group. Our intercessory prayer group, I could say at that time, was second to none. There were those of us who were there consistently every Saturday morning. And there were those who would come in and come out. and But there was this core group. And there were times that the pastor's wife would come. And oh, wow, she was really learned in prayer. She had been doing it longer than any of us, even my spiritual mother. I mean, she was the pastor's wife. So, yeah. And then there were other uh, leadership that would come through there, you know, elders, deacons. And then uh, a new pastor... Well, he was an elder at that time. His wife uh, was asked to come and join us. And, wow. So, it was, it was just a learning experience for all those who came and remained there, remained coming consistently every Saturday for years, learned how to pray learned how to hear God through his word because the Holy Spirit would highlight scriptures that would give us the answers that we were seeking. And we would see answers in the days after from that very next day in service all the way through the week till the next intercessory prayer time that following Saturday at 9 a.m., we'd see answers to our prayers, manifestations to what we asked for, what we prayed about for others, for our service, for our leadership. So that's where I learned to pray. It was really a training ground for a lot of different reasons. Because we were allowed to make mistakes there or, you know, we were encouraged when we heard correctly. We were trained when we were, you know, didn't hear correctly or when it was, you know, something we shouldn't have done or whatever. And so the training was was genuine and the people that trained us up were experienced in the things of God and hearing from God and in prayer and wow the initial years were kind of kind of rocky however after I learned the quid pro quos and whatnot My gifting in, in, in prayer became got developed, and I thrived in the group. It was definitely a process 
learning how to pray. And it took time. It took time. It took having discipline to show up in the prayer group every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Because life would want to tug at me. You know, life would want to tug at me. And it's Saturday morning. Oh, you can sleep in. You won't miss nothing. You know, or it's Saturday morning. It's Saturday. Oh, you've been working all week or you've been a housewife all week. And now it's time to, you know, take your daughter, you and your daughter, you go out and go shopping. Go have some fun, you know, or you, your daughter and your husband, you guys are a family, so y'all go out and, you know, do family something, you know. And there were times I would do that. However, my face was set like flint, and I would show up. Saturday morning, 9 a.m., ready to pray. I would actually get there about 10 minutes early and help set up if there, you know, if we needed to set up or whatever. And But for years, I wouldn't miss a Saturday, you know, unless, of course, it was communicated but for whatever reason that a particular Saturday we weren't meeting or whatever, but... I was there for years. And there were times that the intercessory group would, after we had, you know, prayer, and we would pray for from 9 a.m. until between 11 or noon. So we'd be there for two, three hours sometimes. And afterward, we'd get together, and we'd carpool to a restaurant, and we'd go and just have a, a wonderful fellowship, a wonderful gathering, and have lunch together and socialize with each other. And it, it was an extraordinary time. I just want to share with you that there are times throughout my podcast, and sometimes I do this and I don't even realize it, but when you hear this sound, it sounds what the sound is, it's my hand hitting my glass desk. <laughs> There's times that I do this, and I don't even realize I'm doing this when I'm talking. And unfortunately at this time, because I'm still learning about how to do podcasts, I'm not real sure on how to get the that sound out of there, the way it's it's interwoven. I just I just don't know how to get it out of there. So I just wanted to share that with you. Okay, moving forward. I was just sharing with you about my how I learned to pray through intercessory prayer. However, I want to share with you that learning how to pray is only a part of what we need to discover in regards to living as spirit beings. 
We also need to learn how to wait on the Lord, how to apprehend the time, which means take that time to sit in our prayer closet. And our prayer closet is that place wherever we decided is to invest time with God in the presence of our, you know, heavenly father. It's that place. That's our secret place. And however, we, it's a, that's also a discipline is apprehending the time to invest in sitting with God in his word, talking with him, praying to him, and listening, being still before him, becoming still before him. This word says, be still and know that I am God. We have to be still, though. And that word be still moves in different tenses because, you know, there's the stillness of quietness as in waiting. And there's be still as in not in be, as in being still in the sense of stop moving around, you know, stop doing things. Just be still. I got this, you know. And so the one common denominator in all of this is in regards to learning how to pray, learning how to apprehend the time to sit with him, to learning how to meditate on scripture, learning how to memorize scripture, learning how to hear God, the common denominator through all of that is choice. Each of us have to make the choice. See, understand, he already chose us. He chose us, his word says, before the foundations of the earth were laid in place. He chose us. He chose us by loving us so much that he gave his only begotten son. He gave him up to be beaten, to be disregarded, disrespected, dis totally put in disarray to be disgusted by other people. He, he, he gave his son to be beaten and scourged and rejected and go through grief. He said he was acquainted with grief and sorrows. And the chastisement, our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. He gave, and then he was the perfect sacrifice, the Son of God. Yeshua. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. 
His blood had to be shed because without blood, without the blood of Christ, without the blood of the Son of God, who was the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God, there can be no atonements for sin. So God had already chose us. And once we accept the invitation that Jesus, Yeshua, sends out to us, to repent, to turn away from those things that are not like God, to come to him and let him know we are genuinely sorry for all the wrongdoings, for all the sin, for everything that we've done, and invite him into our life, to our hearts, receive him as our Lord and Savior. Once we make that initial choice, then we need to continue to choose him daily. We need to continue to choose his word until we get to begin to understand, to know, to understand his word. And then we start to get to know and begin to understand him. But all this takes Time, time, it all takes time. Yes, it does. You know, once we choose him. Because as I've said in other podcasts before this one, God is not a microwave God. And we don't. We don't rule him. He created us. He's our creator. We're not his. So we don't set the time. He sets the time. And so we got to make that choice. However, I can say this from experience, that when you do, Make that choice, number one, to receive him, to repent and receive him as your Lord and Savior, and then to begin to learn his word, begin to start to know him by finding an excellent word church that has integrity, that's teaching the genuine word of God. And then starting to get to know him through his word a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, here a little, there a little. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Getting to know his word, and then that starts us to getting to know him. And then it builds, it adds on as we begin to invest time in him. However, there's so many other things going on. We still continue to live life every day. We got either school or work or school and work. We've got families. There's relationships. There's always something to do. There's sleeping. There's waking up. There's fixing food. There's eating. There's cleansing ourselves. There's... Cleansing others, if we have children or 
taking care of us, taking care of others, our fathers, our mothers, grandchildren, there's aunts and uncles, sisters and brothers. It's endless the things that we need to do. However, once we start to choose him, we then need, as we get to know him, to put him first. And there's one scripture in the Bible, one among all the other scriptures. It's Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. God is real. 